In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to Awaken180WeightLoss.com. What is going on, all of you handsome listeners? Welcome back to the Dagger Podcast, where we cover all things NBA and the top news in all of basketball. I am Taylor Call. I am joined by the boys, Beyond Franklin, DJ Johnson. Hey, what's up to the people? What's going on? What it do? Quick reminder to follow us on social media at the Dagger Podcast. Interact with us and keep up to date with everything we got going on. Tournament some more. Today, we've got to talk about the NCAA tournament some more. I don't know about you guys, but this tournament has been fire so far. Mm-hmm. Love seeing the return to a normal tournament. No bubble. Fans in the seats. Been some upsets. Games that have been absolute bangers as well. So, and recap rounds one and two so far. We also got to talk a little bit about the Bulls. The time to be concerned about the Bulls kind of stumbling to the finish line right now. Are we worried? And Steph Curry injured, strained ligament in his foot to be reevaluated in two weeks. First of all, was it a dirty play by Marcus Smart? And second of all, where do the Warriors finish without him? Talked about all that today, as well as our five games of the week. But first, you guys already know how it works. We got some awards to give out. Hooper of the week. It's good hustle award. BJ, take it away with your Hooper of the Week. Hooper of the Week has got to be the team everybody's talking about in the tournament right now, St. Peter's. Um, these guys are a 15 seed. They knocked off Kentucky, in, which is probably one of the, I mean, maybe top five, like most crazy outcomes from opening day of a tournament. Um, they just beat seven seed Murray State <clears throat> last night. Uh, fun little team. And their coach actually – I think he went to Seton Hall, so he also played in the uh, big mm-hmm. tournament as well. And then when they asked him, like, was your team scared of, like, or afraid of how teams would handle you physically and what they would do? He was like, bro, my kids are from New Jersey and New York. Do you think we're scared? And I was like, that's the best answer I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, they look they look, they look, look legit, though. They play, they're playing good ball at the right time. And St. Peter's is like, I mean, they killed my bracket, so we're salty about that. But, hey, yeah. when they make it this far, you can't be too upset, so – Good Hooper, St. Peter's. They killed everybody's bracket. Everybody. And the fact that the coach was went to Seton Hall, his Seton Hall team was the last team from New Jersey to make it to the C-16, they said. Yeah. That is insane. That's since 2000. And now he's <laughs> coaching that team. Like, that's just, just, just like – 
not even a movie insane man's a legend in the state Absolutely. yeah i mean st peter's is one of those teams that just totally effed over everybody's bracket but you kind of don't care because they're such a fun story yeah yeah it's like i'm cool with it you know it's a, such a such a good story they they got some hoopers on that team too yeah doug they, they can hoop. <laughs> yeah big doug guy i had a bonus good hooper too second yeah. best mustache in the in the tournament field <laughs> Hi, Timmy. Um, my second kid, Hooper, I gotta give it to my guy Jawan Howard from uh, University of Michigan. Uh, I certainly did not pick them to do well in the tournament, but here they are in the Sweet 16. Kind of shocking everybody and knocking off Tennessee, but it's not anything to do with them winning. It's the fact that after the game in the layup or in the you know handshake line, last time we saw Jawan Howard in the handshake line, it did not end particularly well. But this time, a player from Tennessee, I think a freshman was like in his feelings. He was crying. He was hurt that they just lost. And Jerron Howard, the opposing coach from Michigan, just kind of grabs him, just puts him in his arms and hugs him, lets him know it'll be all right. You you guys will be back here. So Jerron Howard, like, I mean, I know he had some controversy, but I got to give him his props because that was like a good thing to see on his part. And he's coaching really well right now. Yeah. No question. I mean, we've seen the full spectrum from Juwan Howard this year, but I mean, you love to see that, you know, a lot of respect between those teams, hard fought game. Um, side note, how cool was it to see Chris Weber in attendance? Yeah. Juwan yeah. love after the oh, game. Oh, yeah. Jalen yeah. Rose was there too, I think. Finally come full circle. Oh, they're not longer beefing? Yeah. Love mm-hmm. to see Chris Weber going to Michigan games. You love to see that. Supporting his guy, Juwan Howard. Dion, who's hooping? All right, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna keep it with the Michigan theme, and I'm gonna give it to one of their players, Big Country, aka Hunter Dickinson. I absolutely love this kid. He had 27 and 11 last night against Tennessee, number three seed. They were the number 11 seed. Come on, man! Like, he's a monster in the paint and can shoot. Like, what, what else could you want? Like, it's it's amazing. And you know, I think. They can win another one. Who knows? They got the momentum, and he's just been hooping out of control. I love his footwork and everything, and I hope he plays another great game. Yeah, he's nice. No question. Yeah, yeah moves, bro. That yeah. left left hand turnaround. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's nice. Got that touch. No got that soft touch. My good, my hooper of the week. I have a couple as well. My first is I got to give it to a player who did not win lost but was absolutely cold and that was jamari booyah for the san francisco Dons. his last name is booyah that's even yeah. better first of all great <laughs> name elite name elite, elite. college basketball star yeah i love it that is that is just next level <laughs> but my man in an overtime game against murray state was putting the team on his back 36 points in 45 minutes and there was a stretch in the fourth quarter in overtime where he and murray state not a player on murray state just murray state were going shot for shot san francisco was down he just kept hitting shot after shot to send it into overtime he was unbelievable definitely deserved the win but that's that's how it goes in march you know you can do everything you can and still come up short so yay to see that but, I mean, Jamari Booyah was electric. Electric. Yeah. Gotta give him a Hooper of the Week. Hey, absolutely. Anytime, like, a college Hooper puts up anything over 25 and 30, is, it has to be recognized because that's so hard hey. to do, especially in, during the tournament. So, perhaps the Booyah. 
Yeah, I mean, they yeah. started doubling him and everything. Did not yeah. matter. Did yeah. not matter. I was I was texting you guys in the chat. I was like, who is this number one dude? And I was like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Trying to mess yeah. up my bracket. Yeah, he, he is nasty. So, I mean, got to give it to him. Absolutely. Big performance from him. Um, and then I have a second Hooper of the Week. And you probably haven't heard of this guy, but I heard I heard this story this week. And I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. So everyone at this point is probably familiar with punishments for fantasy football leagues, right? If you come in last, you have to perform a punishment. You know, you've heard of the Waffle House Challenge, um, where you have to sit 24 hours in a Waffle House. <laughs> um, there's, you know, the Tattoo League, where you have to get a tattoo. Um, the winner of the league gets to pick the loser's tattoo, all this kind of stuff. But for this league, the punishment was the winner got to pick a, a destination for the loser, and the loser had to travel there for a week. And Collins Moe lost his fantasy football league, came in last, and so it was decided that he will fly to Fargo, North Dakota as a punishment. But... The story has a twist ending because on the flight, somehow it became known that this is what he was doing and this is why he was going to Fargo. And people on the plane got involved. So first he was invited to a North Dakota State basketball game with by the athletic director. So he got to sit courtside for that. And then the hockey team, the Fargo Force, had him come and drop the puck for the oh, hockey game. Damn. But it gets better. And then the mayor of Fargo, North Dakota, gets involved and declares it Collins Moe Day in Fargo. What the hell? <laughs> you got this for a losing? <laughs> yeah. It's the best I week mean, ever. Yeah, talk about an Uno reverse card. Yeah. As a punishment for his losing fantasy football, he gets banished <laughs> to Fargo, North Dakota, and is damn near the mayor at this point. Right. So, Bro, <laughs> how do you find these stories? I don't understand. <laughs> so, Collins Hooper of the Week. How do you Absolutely. not get into him? Absolutely. <laughs> well deserved. My man has been there for three days and is a local legend. Love to see it. <laughs> oh, man. It's one of my favorite scouring the net. I swear. Yeah, don't worry about it. I got some time on my hands. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I need All to right. know your sources, bro. Let's let's get negative, shall we? And I got to give a good hustle award to a guy that I have defended, and honestly, will continue to defend. But last night was exposed in one game. That's Chet <laughs> in the Memphis game, he was absolute. I mean, he didn't have a terrible game. He had like eleven nine points, nine, four blocks, nine. nine. Um, but I mean, Jalen Duran absolutely owned him anytime they went one on one. He got a flopping warning, got dunked on. I mean, he was as he was laying down on the floor. Yeah, it was it was a rough night for my guy Chet Holmgren. Luckily, the best mustache in the tournament, Drew Timmy, took over. But I mean, Chet Holmgren wilting a little bit under the competition. Not a great tournament so far. And they're going to need him if they're going to go far. So, Chet mm-hmm. Holmgren, let's let's turn it up a notch, all right? They need to stop Just going down bit. in the first half. Yeah, you got 
you got kind of work. So, Chet, <laughs> let's let's pick it up now. All right. <laughs> let's hit the gym these next couple of days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something. He's like a pokey stick right now. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> let's pick it up a little bit. So, Chet Holmgren, get hustle out there. <laughs> Dion, who's hustling? All right. I had one, and then I decided to add another one just right now. So I'm gonna have two. And the first one, we kind of already touched up on it, so I'm gonna be brief. And that is the Kentucky Wildcats for losing to a team that had no ranked players coming out of high school. Has zero. This is borderline a D2 college, but they got heart and they got whooped. And it's time to recognize that Coach Cal is not a coach. He's just a recruiter, him and, and his staff. And it's time to expose them because I hate, I hate that everybody thinks he's a good coach, but he's not. He, he produces talent because he recruits the best, but one championship in what 20 years it's kind of yeah. it's kind of ridiculous so that's my first one second one is these... hold on because Go for it. That, Go for it. that loss was bad like st yeah. peter's is for real but kentucky could not guard anything anything there was no they type of were just inviting them to the basket like they were biting on every pump fake every <laughs> you know like yeah. fake swing pass like they were so out of position and just giving up free buckets and I saw this stat the other day of monetarily, this is the worst loss oh, in NCAA tournament history by far. Oh. Kentucky spends 12 and a half times more on their basketball program than St. Peter's does. 12 and a half times. Yes, sir. And they lost. That is That's just straight that's up embarrassing. Tough. That's, that's embarrassing. Tough. So Money isn't everything, I guess. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it's insane. Been, but props to St. Peter's because they even won their second round. So they made it to the C-16. And the second one, my second good hustle, goes to the refs in the tournament because there's been Preach. a lot, Preach. a lot of soft calls. Like, so soft. Bro, it's what unbelievable. What is a flagrant foul? What is exactly. a flagrant foul? Exactly. How many of these flagrant fouls are they getting? I saw one during the Texas Tech Notre Dame game for like pulling a jersey. That was a flagrant foul. Bro, they, the, the one I had a problem what? with is my guy from Illinois that dunked and got a technical for it. Oh my gosh. Bro, bro what? He didn't even hang on to the rim, he just dunked. He hung on to the rim and like the most minimum, so we didn't fly into the stanchion. And exactly. Or break his shoulder like Andrew Bogut did. Like, Terrible. come on. What? The, he literally never... just dunked and swing, swung back and let go of the rim. Like, maybe maybe two seconds. Not even. Well, these, <laughs> these tournament refs are... Some of them are just awful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, the softest things, like a little bump into somebody. Foul. 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 Like, bro... But within the same game, dude gets hacked on his way exactly. up. Exactly. Exactly. Like, <laughs> One thing I've noticed is they are so concerned with keeping the fouls even, even when like, so if there's a little bit of discrepancy, I saw four calls in one possession because <laughs> against a team because there was a discrepancy. So in a single possession, I can't remember which game. I've watched so many at this point. But they just called four straight fouls on the same possession because yeah. like the there was a discrepancy. Like, what, what are we doing? Yeah. I'm never going to complain about pro refs again. Like, these guys <laughs> are terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with you on that. 100%. DJ, who's hustling? Oh, man. 
Um, I don't know if we ever given Good Hustle to an establishment, but um, gotta give it to Drink Wisconsinably, a local bar right down <laughs> at the Deer District. Um, they're posting on Instagram a sea of red. All Badger fans, welcome. Um, just just all Badger fans. Then they got this banner hung up right across from Pfizer that says "Welcome to the home of the Badgers." Like welcome to Milwaukee. And first of all, I'm like, uh, they don't play here. <laughs> uh, the Golden Eagles do for sure. The Bucks well, yeah, narrow away. I was gonna say like this is not their home. Like I've never seen a Badger here in my life, actually. So you're wrong. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, just in it, just in good faith, it just happens the Badgers just lost to an 11 seed in Iowa, and the Badgers you just hate, hate to see it. it. You hate and to I see it. Mean, yeah, hate. Oh, actually, you kind of love to it. <laughs> I was gonna say like Brad Davidson <laughs> is like. 50 and he's been playing college basketball since black and white. Like <laughs> Brad Davidson has been out there for it's time for him to go. He's been out there. I don't care what year it says he is in college, he's gonna find a way to come back next year. I don't I'm yeah. gonna say like he's gonna be 30 playing college hoops. Yeah, like oh, is that the camera guy? No, that's Brad Davidson coming back for our eighth year. Like, no shot. But uh in the Badgers, they play horribly. Like they were two for twenty-two. From three this game. You know what also is two for twenty-two? Iowa State just last year was two and twenty-two. And now look at them in the sweet sixteen. That's a mm. tough look for the Badgers. That's a tough look. And it's right. an even worse look when your whole revenue is based off them winning a game. So drink responsibly. Do better. You know? <laughs> yeah. There there are no badgers in Milwaukee. I have not seen one. Don't lie to the people like that. Not their home. <laughs> not their home. <laughs> Oh man, that's too funny. Yeah, that, that they deserve that <laughs> big time. Yeah, real talk. I mean, we've talked to quite a bit about it already, but let's talk about the tournament some more. Oh, let's do it. Let's go. Like I said, absolutely fire tournament. I've been locked in since Thursday, and our our disclaimer is that we're recording this while games are still going Sunday night, so we haven't seen yeah. all of them yet. Uh, Texas and TCU are playing. Arizona, uh, TCU, Arizona, Texas, Purdue is playing right now. So, I mean, we have Auburn, seen Miami. Auburn, Miami. Yeah, Auburn better quit playing around. I don't know. Um, downtown. But with that being said, what have been the best games you guys have watched? Okay. I'll, t- I'll take it. I'll take the first one. Um, Baylor, UNC. Yes. For me. Uh-huh. That, yeah. was, that was a straight up banger. They were, they were down, what, 25 and they came back and went to overtime? Come yeah. on, Wild. man. How can you not love that? How can you not love that? That was just ugh, art. And then I loved Gonzaga Memphis. Kiss. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was that was one I was gonna bring up. Gonzaga Memphis fire. Yeah. Just back yeah, and forth. Punch, counter punch, physical, NBA prospects everywhere. Like just yeah. just phenomenal. Yeah. And then somewhere out there, Penny Hardaway is still waiting to call timeout. <laughs> still has three left. Yeah. Still has three. out there. Penny Hardaway still has three timeouts left. <laughs> man, he can't coach. He's another coach. He's another coach. Cow. Oh man, that's too funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, along with that, the UCLA Akron game was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, not for the reasons I wanted it to be good, but that was a really good game. <laughs> and then probably the best game I saw so far, like I alluded to in my Hooper of the week. San Francisco Murray State was just such a fun game to watch. Like some of these games are really close, but it's like a 38-40 just slugfest and close because yeah. no team yep. can score. 
But Murray State, San Francisco was just punch, counter punch for five straight minutes, actually like eight straight minutes from the last three minutes of regulation all the way through overtime was just shot for shot. That game was phenomenal. Preach. DJ. Man, uh, those are all good games for sure. That UNC Baylor game was insane. Um, Creighton versus San Diego State opening night was actually yeah. – I, I like that one yeah. a lot. Um, Illinois versus Chattanooga. I think TC yeah. was high on Chattanooga. They actually, like, damn near yeah. took Illinois out. Almost made it. That was, <laughs> my, that was my upset special. And they it was by a point. By a point. And then um, just this afternoon, Duke-Michigan State. Yep. was a great game. Like, two legendary coaches, Izzo versus Coach K. Um, and then Duke's players are stepping up at the end. But I don't know. I haven't really seen, besides the blowouts, a bad game in this tournament, regardless yeah. of season, low-key. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about it before, but St. Peter's, Kentucky was a really good game. That was a good yeah, game. That went sure. overtime. Yeah. yeah, there's been quite a few overtime games. Yeah. It's been close. And it, literally, no matter what seed it is, it's been – like, most games been close. Like the yeah. one, a couple of like all the one seeds against the 16 or blowouts, some of the two and three, but for the most part, everything's been close and I love it. I love every single minute of it. I was close, yeah. I was close predicting one one upset, but it was the wrong team. <laughs> the <laughs> 215, I thought Duke was going to be the one to fall, but I was wrong. Let's get Duke's look pretty, pretty okay so far. They look yeah. solid. Yeah, they look solid. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's been some really good games so far. Mm-hmm. Um, what players have been the most fun to watch so far? Like, what players are you saying like they're playing? That's must see TV. BJ, what what player has been the most fun to watch so far? So Dion already kind of mentioned this guy, but uh, I've been following him the last two years. But Hunter Dickinson from Michigan, I just love his game. Uh, he does all the dirty work, and he's he's got solid moves in the post, and he can pass out of the post, which is kind of rare to see at this level um, in college. Um, obviously, Jabari Smith, no surprise yep. there. He had a body. He caught a body the first <laughs> day of the tournament. Yep. Like, he probably should be arrested for doing that on the first <laughs> night uh, to another grown man. Jaden Ivey, straight cooking for Purdue, playing right now, actually, another prospect. Um, and then Paolo from Duke. Mm-hmm. I like what I'm seeing on him. Like, sometimes you can kind of shy away, but today is Michigan State, like, he was rebounding and creating plays and, like, making heady yeah. plays. But, yeah, so far, like, those are the guys I've been really keying in on. Yeah, I love Drew Timmy from Gonzaga. Yeah, I love Drew Timmy. He facts. is so nice. Yeah. I mean, they came out of the half down 10 to Memphis. And he's like, okay, I'll just put the team on a 12-0 run by myself. Yeah, no worries. Just feeding them into the post, drawing key fouls. Like making every hook shot difficult. Like he had a fadeaway jumper baseline, just pure. Yep. Like he was doing it all. And yeah, Chet Holmgren had a rough night, but Drew Timmy was the best player. <laughs> all, all, the points, my beer. Yeah, all the all the points Chet had were basically off of Drew's assists. Yeah, so. like throwing him alley oops. Yep. Like I mean, Drew Timmy is it's. I I said this in our group chat. If he sticks around at Gonzaga and ends up winning a title at some point. He could, we could be talking about one of the great college basketball players of all time. He is he a senior, senior right now? Or is, I don't know what year he is. I don't know. Yeah, I, I have no idea. But he's no, uh, I don't think so. I think he was sophomore last year, at least, at the very least. I'm not sure. All I know is that there's a couple people that has been, been in college for so long that I get them all mixed up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah. 
like for whatever time he has left. He's a junior, so he has. Oh, he got time for sure. I mean, if he wins a title either this year or next year, like I said, we could be talking about one of the great college basketball players. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm huge fan of Drew Timmy. Yeah. Um, another one I really like. I really like uh, Colin Gillespie. Mother. That's the one I had. <laughs> Colin Gillespie I, is nice, bro. I love him. He he's nice, um, <laughs> and I really like um, what's his name for North Carolina? The really big guy, Manic. Oh, Bacot, 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 Bacot. Oh, yeah, Bacot, Bacot is yeah. a grown man too. So I I like those guys. Also, got to throw Tiger Campbell in there. I don't know why oh, he's yeah. like he's pretty Best average hair. in the regular season, <laughs> but as soon as the tournament starts, he turns into Chris Paul. So keeping my bracket afloat, Dion. Okay, I had Colin Gillespie. I know, like we've been talking about players that have been there forever. I mean, he's been there been for been twenty so years. <laughs> he's probably like forty years old, but that's okay. I, I just love seeing him play. He's got grit. He's a hard worker. He never gives up. So I love it. My other one is kind of like a, a dark horse. Uh, Oscar Isaac Jr., aka Remy, aka 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 Remy Martin from Kansas. I uh, this dude comes off the bench. That's and a lights sick it up. name. That is a Remy yes. Martin. That's a yes. sick. I saw yes. ticker. I was like, that's a dumb mm-hmm. name. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was he, he was putting that work in yesterday against Creighton, and he was he had fifteen. He's coming off the bench, and he had fifteen the first game. Uh, 27 and four in the in the second game, and he was going so hard that he was like, "Bro, he was looking, he looked at the bench like I need one because <laughs> he was going, <laughs> he was trying so hard to keep the game close with with Creighton in the first half that I just love seeing him play. He just like shoots, rebounds, and he's like six feet tall. Uh, it's just amazing. Martin. Mm-hmm. Did you say Jaden Ivy already, BJ? Yeah, but you can yeah, definitely I talk about double down <laughs> on that. Jaden Ivey is that dude. I love Jaden Ivey. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. All right. So, more analytically, and like we said, there's still some games going on, but what teams left in the field do you have the most faith in so far? Dion? Uh, before we started this episode, I was going to say Auburn, but they're struggling yeah. so hard right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, not Auburn. <laughs> they're down 10 against yeah. Miami. In the second half, uh, but I love Arizona. I have them winning my the bracket. Um, I love Texas Tech, and I love Kansas because I love Remy Martin and I love Providence. Those are my four teams that I have the most confidence in right now going into the Sweet Sixteen. If I have to pick one, probably Arizona. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think Villanova's looked really good. Yeah. Villanova's looked really good. And surprisingly, Providence has looked really good as well. Yeah. They haven't played as good a team yet because they played Rich in the second round. Um, but they've looked really good. Yeah, well, they 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 play really well that game too. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I still have faith in Gonzaga. They definitely need to clean it up a little bit. Um, their first halves have been terrible. It's hard to ignore UCLA as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot to say, oh, one of my players was Johnny Juicing. That boy yeah. is so wack. He's nice. Yeah. And so that guy who got hurt yesterday. Jaime Hawkins, I think is yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, like, core three for UCLA are all really good. Yeah. Hawkins, Juzang, and Campbell. BJ, what teams left do you have a lot of faith in? I've got a ride with Arizona. Uh, I like what I saw from them Friday night. 
Um, I, Kansas looks really good. Nobody's really, really talking about them. Yeah. There's like a, a perception of Kansas in the tournament, but they're playing really well. Um, and I'm kind of hesitant, but I'm going to, I like Duke a little bit. I like what I saw from him. I feel like the Coach K thing went from being too much pressure to now is like something that they really want to do for him. So that might be like mm-hmm. a motivating factor versus too much pressure, but definitely trust. Auburn was my team I did trust, but as of now, I uh, as of right now, I, I reserve. I don't, the know, right. I, don't, I don't know about that right now. They're, they're, they're a second one. half team. <laughs> My guys are struggling. Hey, it's yeah. eight, it's seven minutes left, and they down twelve. I don't know about that second half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like I want to believe in Arizona, but TCU is also a really good team. Mm-hmm. TCU is yeah. low key a really good team. So yeah, I mean, they must we'll, have start too. Yeah, we'll what does that game start at? Like what, one thirty a.m. Eastern time? Like, yeah, what? like the hell. <laughs> it should start in like ten minutes, right? Like, it's still technically the weekend, but some of us have stuff to do. <laughs> right. Like, come on now. What, what's what's good with that? <laughs> um, along with that, what uh, there's some lower seeds that are advancing pretty far. North Carolina is an 8. Obviously, we've talked about St. Peter's as a, a 15. Michigan is an 11. Iowa State is an 11. Which out of those teams do you think has a real shot to keep winning? Which one of the out of those teams do you like the most? And I'll go first. I'm totally buying into Michigan. I don't know why their regular season was so bad, but it seems like since uh, Juwan Howard pimp slapped, you know, that <laughs> that assistant from Wisconsin, they've been unstoppable. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter where you start. It matters where you finish. Hey, that's Michigan looks really good right now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, they got to play Villanova, so that's that's a tough ask. But yeah, I mean, uh, Michigan looks really good so far. I couldn't believe they beat Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a shocker. That was in shock. I think that's the only team I have some faith in because, like, all the other ones are just I don't even know how they got there to be honest. But yeah, you know. I, you're For also sure. taking Michigan, Dion. Yeah, I'm taking Michigan too. I love Hunter. <laughs> yeah, BJ, you agree? Yeah, I like Michigan, but I also I don't know why I thought it was fluky, but I kind of like North Carolina right now. I don't, I like, yeah, I don't know when they no got question. this good, but, mm-hmm. like, I'm riding with it. Yeah, no question. Yeah. Wait, who's the, who's the, uh, playing uh, St. Peter's next? Either Texas or Purdue. So, Purdue's up six right now. They're done. Yeah, if they got to play Purdue, that's, that's a tough yeah. task. It was yeah. fun. Like it that that yeah. seven-footer for Purdue is going to go crazy. Yeah, no shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Will Chamberlain, watch out. Will Chamberlain, watch out. I was trying to give him a little hope, but you guys said Texas or, or Purdue, that's over. That's game. Yeah. I mean, it could be, but, I mean, could we'll be completely see. wrong, but we'll see. No Texas could still win, but mm-hmm. all right. Before we move on to the NBA, the billion dollar question: <laughs> How how are our brackets looking so far? Dion, how, how's the bracket looking? Hey, uh, before today was looking good. I'm still in second place right now, but I see a lot of my teams falling, and I feel like it's gonna keep happening. And I'm not really confident in it, but for now, I'm in second place in our in our group. Okay. Um, I'll be honest, not not great. <laughs> not not, uh, not great. great. Tennessee <laughs> losing definitely hurt. I put them in the final four, so that's kind of rough. Mm, yeah. I had Auburn yeah. in my final four. They're yeah. down 14 right now. 
yeah if auburn loses that'll definitely be the death nail but i mean for a while like i still had a lot of like max points possible and i guess i still have a fair amount but Mm -hmm. yeah not great i never do well in bracket challenges (laughs) this this year is no different but my hopes and dreams rest on gonzaga which so far after two games i'm not feeling great about (laughs) but (laughs) arizona can still lose and i'm gonna roast you all real religiously if they do they're not gonna lose they probably didn't I don't know. TCU is pretty good, but probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, VJ, how's how's the old bracket looking? Uh, not too great. Not too great <laughs> there. Um, some losses the last couple of days really have hurt. Like, I mean, I just gave Wisconsin a whole bunch of shit, but I did not see them <laughs> losing yes. that early. <laughs> uh, that that kind of hurt. Um, I don't know why. Like, I was picking the lower seeds. Like, oh, yeah, it's going to be their year. I I was all in love with Wyoming. They didn't make it past Indiana. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, Loyola, Chicago, Sister Jean. God loves her. Nope. Nope. (laughs) I was like, damn. Indiana got smoked, too. Yeah. Yeah. Loyola was barely about to reach 20 points. Like, it was looking Oh, my gosh, bro. That that game was an absolute struggle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I in our group, I'm the only one to pick Gonzaga. So, I mean, I feel like if Gonzaga wins it all, I win, right? But I need – other than that, like, I need that to happen. Other than that, I don't yeah. think I have a way forward. But I have a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. That's all you need. All you need. I'm, I'm riding with Drew mm-hmm. Timmy, baby. I'm on the <laughs> train. Girl, try to grow out a stash for your boy. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I could. Boy. I'm just going to be watching on the couch with a fake mustache and a headband. <laughs> you, guys, you guys have seen South Park, right? Oh, yeah. Every time I hear Drew Timmy's now, I just always think of Timmy. Timmy. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, this this weekend has been elite. Like, yeah. it's just been so good. So much good oh, basketball. Yeah. Could not have asked for more. No, this tournament has been great. Such a good yeah. return to normalcy for the ncaa tournament and just a huge fan of that absolutely all right let's switch let's switch gears back over to the nba a little bit of a i wouldn't say like a slow time of year like you know teams playing for seating but you know some teams are starting to tank you know the tournament comes at a good time in terms of the nba Mm -hmm. but let's talk about one of the bigger stories in the league right now which is the chicago bulls the Bulls lost seven of their last ten. Eight. Um, eight of their last ten. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, not looking great. So, Dion, is it time to be concerned about the Bulls? Um, uh, it depends on what we're concerned about. Cause we know we knew going in that they were gonna be a, a great regular season team. I didn't expect them to do much in the playoffs, really. I did. There was a, a brief period where I was like, damn, they could actually do this. But preseason expectations are still like on track. And they they have taken a dip hit right here in these last 10 games. But <clears throat> they lost to the Grizzlies, to the Heat, to the Hawks, to the Bucks, to the Sixers, to the Jazz, and to the Suns in those games. And this is like contender teams. So, I mean, they haven't had a great record against teams that are in the top five in their conference. So it's not unexpected, but 
you, you would think they would play a little bit better because they kind of getting blown out something most of the time. And they have most of their pieces back. The only piece missing is Lonzo because Caruso came back. So that's kind of concerning that they haven't shown any type of fight. But yeah, if you have Ayo, Dasumu, and Javante Green in your starting lineup, you're not going to go too, too far, I feel like. <laughs> BJ, you concerned about the Bulls? Um, I think you got to be concerned if you're a Bull, like a Bulls fan, because like it's it's damn near April, like getting ready for playoff time, and mm-hmm. they're at this bad of a slump. Um, and then like there's still injury concern, like Zach Levine, like we said, is randomly in and out of the lineup, and you never really know yep. who's gonna play. Um, Lonzo Ball still isn't back from knee surgery yet, so like that'll be tough to integrate him back in because he was playing very well for them to start the season. And then I just feel like they're 0 and 13 versus the top three seeds in each conference. So, like, they're beating, you know, bad teams and losing to the good teams. That's concerning. And then, like, since this slump they've had, like, where they've lost eight of their last ten, they've dropped to the five seed. And right now, Boston is in the four seed. And I don't think Chicago is going to go into TD Garden and take a couple games off of Boston. So, they're looking at a first-round exit, and they – you know, had these high expectations. So if I'm a Bulls fan, like, I'm definitely worried as I finish the season. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, I'm definitely worried about the Bulls. The fact that they have gotten healthy, but, I mean, it's a stretch to say worse, but, I mean, worse. Mm -hmm. Like, they've gotten healthy, but they're worse. And I think we kind of took for granted how much DeMar DeRozan did for them in the middle part of the season of, like, how many games he won for the Bulls by himself. Like, you take mm-hmm. a few clutch shots out of it, you know, the Bulls could be in the playing games. So, the fact that they're getting all their pieces back but still look like this is very concerning. Yeah, especially when, like, they're, they're about to close out the season. They still have to play, like, some really good teams. They're playing the Bucks twice. They're playing the Celtics. The Heat. Like, this is not an easy schedule that they have ahead of them. And, you know, Brooklyn is on the rise. Cleveland is still there they can fall into the playing games when the end of the season comes because there's still, like, what, 12, 15 games left, whatever it mm-hmm. is. They can still they can still drop that, down that far if they don't turn it around, you know? Yeah, I think they're in real trouble because the teams ahead of them in the Eastern Conference as well, I have a hard time seeing them surpass any of those four. Mm-hmm. The Heat have been really solid. Celtics have been on fire. Sixers have looked good with James Harden. Um, Bucks have been on the rise. So I, I don't think the Bulls can pass any of those teams either. Like, yeah. of course they could, but those yeah. four teams look, you know, definitely like the best four teams in the East and have been playing really good basketball. So, yeah, no, definitely worried about the Bulls. So then that begs the question of what adjustments do the Bulls need to make? What are they doing wrong? Why are they struggling as much as they are? BJ? Uh, I think the main thing that's really hampering them is defensively. They're not guarding like they were to start the season. Like, if you look at some of these teams, they're getting blown out, and teams are putting up 120-plus on them pretty easily. Uh, I think the Suns just put up 129. Um, You see these – and these are good teams they're losing to, but they're not defending nearly as well as they used to. And, I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to in the playoffs when possessions start to slow down and you got to create in the half court or stop somebody in the half court. And I feel like the Bulls haven't really done that this second half of the season. So, I think getting a little bit more healthy and then just buckling down defensively and turning that around 
would be the biggest thing that could probably get them going in the right direction. Yeah. And getting everybody back. I know Patrick Williams, for as much shit as we give him, could be a little bit of help on defense. Alonzo's going to come back. He's going to help on defense. Caruso's getting his minutes in, trying to work his way back into their rotation. Maybe that can, mm-hmm. all these three pieces can help a little bit with their struggles on defense because it's it's been bad. It's been bad. And yeah. I think maybe if they were to sit Zach Levine, that could also be beneficial for a, a couple of games so he can rest his knee going into the playoffs because it's clearly been bothering him. And he's been sitting now at least a game a week. And I know personally because he's in our on our team. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, th- those are some of the adjustments I would make. Yeah, um, I echo what you said, VJ. They're just not very good on defense. Yeah. Um, the the stars for the Bulls, especially uh, Vucevic, don't defend very well. They really rely on their bench and other role players to do the defense for them. It feels like sometimes they're just looking at Caruso, like, okay, defend. Yeah. And the rest Stop of them are just kind of standing around. Like that that has to change. That has to change. Like you have to be able to guard individually in the playoffs if yeah. you're looking to go anywhere and i once again echo what vj said of it they look like they're going for a first round exit right now they look like mm-hmm. the odd man out in the east oh yeah it's kind of sad because we've seen how great of a team they could have been if they kept it up but that's this is, it's really looking that way for right now yeah yeah i mean the month of march is not March and April is not where you want to struggle. And they yeah, really especially if you want to be March. a contender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they need to turn some things around. So um, that being said, with what do you see you guys have seen right now, what do you think the ceiling is for this team? Could they still make a run? Or do you think you've seen all you need to see? BJ, uh-huh. you think they can make a run? Or do you think they're playing themselves out of it? Um. I, I mean, anything is possible, but I think right now they're playing themselves out of it. I don't really see a run for them just because the other top four teams in the East are playing some of their better basketball right now. Um, and then you just like, they're not going to stop Miami. I mean, they're not going to stop Philly. Like I said before, Boston is a much better defensive team and they have the athletes to guard DeMar and Levine. And then the Bucks are still the, the defending champions. So, I think, you know, the Bulls are, like we're saying, it could be rough for them and they could just be a first-round exit after all that momentum they built up. Jan, you think they can make a run? I don't think so. Uh, Looking at the teams above them, there's no way they can beat any of them in a seven-game series. Maybe one game they could, but seven-game series, no shot. Um, I was – especially if they played the Celtics or the Bucks in the first round, their matchups would be a nightmare in those two games. Yeah, that would be terrible. And the Sixers, because there's nobody going to guard and beat because Vucevic is, is not a defensive player. Uh, but if they fall into the playing games, no, no, never mind. No, they're not going to win anything in the, in the playoff this year. They're one. I feel like they're one player away or a couple of defensive players away from being a contender. Yeah, I mean – in all honesty, no, I don't think they can make a run. I mean, if they play the Sixers, maybe with how, you know, not clutch all of the players on the Sixers are and coach, like anything's possible in a series with Philly, but still I would pick Philly in that series, even with me saying that. Yeah. So, and that would require them to be in like what the sixth seed 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I just seven um, Sixers are in yeah, second. Yeah, um, I don't like it. I think the Bulls have are pretty quickly playing themselves out of it. Yeah. So I, I don't think they can really make a run. I like this team. They're a fun team. But I mean, our question with them going into the season was always, where are they going to be when the playoffs start? Yeah. And I, I'm sur- I'm not surprised they're where they are right now, but I am surprised considering how good they were for most of the season. Yeah. But anything's possible. They could still come back, but not like what I'm seeing. All right. Another big story in the association this week. Steph Curry injured playing against the Celtics. Marcus Smart diving for a loose ball lands on Steph Curry's leg, and he has a sprained ligament in his foot. Going to be reevaluated in two weeks. Um, From what I'm hearing, it sounds like they're optimistic he could be back in two weeks, but it could very well be the rest of the regular season. So everyone was talking about this day after the game. Steve Kerr was definitely upset um, with the play. But, VJ, do you think it was a dirty play by Marcus Smart? I'm not going to say it was a dirty play, but it's de- it was definitely like a dangerous, like reckless play, I would say, because I think the same thing happened to LeBron last year when Solomon Hill, like, rolled up in his ankle. And I, a guy has done it to me, like, twice, and I've, like, always asked him, why, like, why would you do that? Cause, but it's not dirty. And some guys, especially guys like Marcus Smart, like they make their money by getting on the floor and like doing the dirty things people don't want to do. And I mean, when they when you are learning basketball at a young age, they always tell you the first person that hits the floor gets those loose balls. And I think that, you know, he wasn't intentionally trying to hurt stuff, but I, it's definitely one of those plays where you got to kind of reevaluate and go like, okay, I was pretty reckless, especially when you're going out of guy's ankles. It's just unfortunate because Steph did get hurt. And we know his history with ankle injuries, but I don't think it was something where Marcus Smart intentionally tried to just like take him out though and be dirty about it. Yeah. I mean, I have a few thoughts about this. First of all, if it was anybody but Steph Curry, for the most part, no one would care. You know, if that's Kevon Looney or if that's, um, I mean, Clay Thompson, they might care, but if that's Jonathan Kaminga, nobody cares. It's because it's Steph Curry. And also, if it's anybody but Marcus Smart, nobody cares. Um, You know, it's the combination of Marcus Smart with Steph Curry. But I I don't like it, and I don't like the narrative around it for a few reasons. Obviously, Marcus Smart is my guy. I love Marcus Smart. So I admit my own bias. But it seems like every single coach at every single level of basketball is always preaching, you know, get the 50, 50 balls, hustle, get on the floor, you know, win those possessions, get extra possessions. But, you know, if a player does it and another player gets hurt, suddenly it's a dirty play. Like I, I don't really get it to be honest. Yes. I get that Steph got injured and that's really unfortunate but I don't think it was a dirty play by Marcus Smart he's diving for the ball he wasn't going for Steph's legs he was clearly going for the ball I feel like it's kind of a double standard of we only really care because it's Steph Curry and we only only care because it's Marcus Smart and so I understand Steve Curry being so upset like that's your guy that's your player that's your superstar you're gonna stand up for him 
I totally get that, but no, I don't think it was a dirty play. Dion? Yeah, I just looked at it. I'm, I don't think it was a dirty play. Um, he just went for the ball. And like you said, TC, they've been preaching since you were in high school, middle school, that you have to dive for those 50-50 balls. Um, so I don't have a, I don't have a problem with Mar- what Marcus Smart did or anything around it, actually, but – you're right. There, it was only a problem because of the status of these two players, and they should just move on. And as as much as I'm, Mar- I like Marcus Smart, and um, you know, as much as he does for our defense, I I fully admit that the ultra, um, like the microscope that he's under is kind of deserved. He's had some plays that are questionable, um. And so everything he does is under a microscope, right? Everyone is, you know, waiting for him to do something. They call him a dirty player and all these things. So I totally get that, but I don't think this play was one of them. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. He's the, he's the, he's, he's, he has a history. That's for sure. Like, I will say that very same play though, like after they do recover the loose ball, I think the Warriors end up getting it. And then Clay, Clay is trying to drive for a layup. And I think he gets fouled. And as he's coming down, like Marcus Smart, like kicks him in the forearm or something like, like just some yeah. wild, like usual typical Marcus Smart play. So it's like trying to defend him, but also be okay. Like, what is this dude doing? And like one play, exactly, exactly. I was, I was, I was watching the video. I was like, I was hoping to find something against him because I don't, I really don't like him as a player. I, I don't blame you. If he doesn't play for your team, I would probably hate him too. <laughs> But, I mean, when he's on your team, I didn't like how he started the season. I still think he shoots too many threes. But what he does on defense is undeniable. And, you know, all that extra stuff, like that that type of player, you know, there's been so many. Tony Allen, P.J. Tucker, um, Bruce Bowen, players that if you just play against them, you just absolutely hate. You know, they're so extra – they're always diving all over the place. They're flopping. They're trying to get calls, you know, all these things. But if he plays for your team, you love it, man. And when it's in the playoffs, you need guys like that. Yeah. You know, PJ Tucker was that kind of guy for the Bucks last year. Helped out a lot. So, yeah, but I, I totally get it. I'm not going to pretend like everyone should love Marcus Smart <laughs> or that, you know, his reputation for being I, – I, I wouldn't say dirty – I would say he's definitely extra. He's a little over the top. Uh, maybe that's just a nice way of saying it. That's <laughs> I, I that's kind of deserved. I get it. But yeah. I, I thought this play was a whole lot to do about nothing. But with Steph being injured and the Warriors stumbling a little bit as it is, where do you think the Warriors finish if he's out the rest of the regular season? Um, if he's out for the rest of the regular season, they'll finish in fifth. Because you guys remember how bad they were without Draymond? Imagine being without Steph Curry. There's just like, that's an even bigger loss. Um, And they're only four games ahead of Dallas, who's in fifth, and two games ahead of the Jazz. Um, I don't don't know. I don't don't see them finishing in the top three anymore, in my eyes. Yeah, um, it's hard to say. And this sounds crazy because it's Steph Curry we're talking about. But I'm less worried about the Steph Curry injury versus what we were talking about when Draymond Green was injured because nobody does what Draymond Green does for this team. He's totally unique. And obviously, Steph Curry is all world, but they have guys who can shoot and put up points. Like, nobody is Steph Curry, 
but I mean, Jordan Poole can come in and fill that role. Um, even Moses Moody off the bench can really score and deserve some more minutes. You know, Clay Thompson will be able to get back in rhythm a little bit. So I'm, 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 I'm less worried about it. Because Clay, Clay I'm talking, I was talking about the Clay, Clay part. Yeah, fair He's enough. just like trying to shoot himself. He's, he's, for, he's, forcing, he's forcing it, it like to he's a whole other degree. Really <laughs> I've never seen – in one play, I think he shot three times. Like, they, he shot, got the ball back, shot, got the ball back, shot, without a dribble, without a dribble. Like you, I get you trying to shoot yourself back into form, but there's levels to it, and I think this is going to hurt them down the stretch of the, the regular season. Hopefully, he's going to start hitting these shots because he's shooting like – it seems – when I'm watching the Warriors, it seems like he's shooting 20% from the field. And he's not helping anybody on the team. So what are we really doing here? Yeah, and, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. My point is, though, largely, yeah, Clay Thompson has been more or less bun since he's been back. Um, but my, my larger point is the Warriors have a lot of guys who can score. Yeah. And even though Steph Curry is just a t- different animal altogether, for a small stretch of games, they have other guys who can score. So I think they'll be okay. I want to say they'll stay in third. Um, yeah, I think that's my prediction. They still have a little bit of a cushion. They have a little bit of a uh, two games is not that much, and they're losing tonight's too. So yeah, that's fair. I want to. <laughs> I, I still think they stay in third. If yeah. I had to, if I had to guess, yeah, but... they do have a fairly easy schedule. Going, going. BJ, where where do you think they finish with the Steph Curry injury? Uh, I think they're going to drop at least to the four seed, potentially five, just because they weren't even playing well with Steph Curry necessarily. So now you take him out of the equation and look at what it does. Um, And I think that what Steph Curry does from offensively is he wasn't playing well because Draymond wasn't there, I feel like. But I think he's the one cheat code they have where he's unguardable. But now everybody else on the team becomes – pretty guardable you can you can set defenses for certain guys who aren't used to being a number one option and I feel like what we're saying about Clay is like he's trying to shoot himself back into normalcy but that's not really working because I think like teams are instead of like going away from Clay Thompson defensively teams are coming at him now more than ever because for some, he's just not the defender he used to be based on those injuries um, and then as soon as like one of the big three comes back for them like Clay Draymond and Steph somebody gets hurt so, like, they don't really have that many reps together, like, to get, you know, the flow going into the postseason. So, I could see them definitely slipping to the four seed, maybe even five, because Utah has picked it up a little bit, and Dallas has really gotten going um, in the last, basically, two months of the season. So, mm-hmm. I think they could definitely drop at least to the five seed at, at worst. But I say they're going to finish at the four seed. Yeah, and, I mean, the elephant in the room is – that Steph Curry hasn't been playing well in a long time. Yeah. For at least half of this season. Since I mean, it's not Clay Thompson bad. But, I mean, pretty much since he was going for the three-point record, he hasn't been shooting well. He hasn't been yeah. playing well. And so you throw that into it as well. Maybe the rest will do him good in some ways. I don't know. But, I mean, and to contradict my point earlier, they looked terrible against the Celtics without him. They looked yeah. terrible the rest of that game. Yeah, it's just one game. Yeah, the Celtics are the best defensive team in the league. 
but they did not look good without him. Clay was forcing shot after shot, none of them going in. Jordan Poole looked really good, but I mean, we'll we'll see. Yeah, that's Warriors... that's one of the problems I have with Clay. I get I get shooting yourself back into form, but it's been two or three months since he's been back. That's not a short time. You had time to like come back and get real reps in. So it's kind of concerning that he's been like that for that long. And I don't see him see it getting any better down the stretch. Yeah, and VJ brought up the how many reps Clay, Draymond, and Steph have gotten together. Yeah. It was like those three possessions versus the Celtics. That has been them on the same floor this yep. this year. <laughs> yeah. That, and, that, and, that ju- and that jump ball on Clay's first game back. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> those are the possessions they played together. So I mean, I don't have any sneaker like his rotation and trying to figure all this stuff out is kind of a nightmare so we'll see i mean people are acting like oh the steph injury oh man they're really screwed now they were a title contender and now steph is hurt it's like the elephant in the room is that they haven't been playing well with steph so yeah and it certainly doesn't help you know they're definitely better with him than without him but they weren't playing better before so we'll see Auburn. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. Hate the SEC. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> a bunch of overrated bitches. All right. Let's get to our five games of the week. I went a very robust two and three last week. I'm just <laughs> killing it. Thriving in every way. Uh, VJ, what'd you go last week? I went four and one last week. Wow. Oh, aren't you cool? Uh, Dion. I went three and two last week. All right. The Mavericks um, are a godsend. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about our five games of the week. So game number one, Heat at the Sixers Monday night. Uh, VJ, who do you like? I like the Miami Heat in this one just because I think the Sixers do not play well against good teams. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I also – I mean, the game's in Philly, so James Harden should be able to play. No Miami. Oh, yeah, no Miami. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I – and the Sixers definitely need the game more, but I, I still like the Heat in this one. Dion? Uh, I'm taking the Sixers. Uh, they're at home, so hopefully Harden will not go to a strip club the night before. And they like you said, DC, they need this game way more than the Heat do. So I'm taking the Sixers. Yeah, no, no question. <laughs> uh, game number two, Jazz at the Nets. And I think I like the Nets at home, even though no Kyrie Irving. I think I like the Nets. Uh, Dion, you already know why. You already know, boy. Fuck the Jazz. I don't, I don't know why I ask. You don't. You don't. You don't even have to ask me anymore. I really don't. I'll always pick the other team, even though you've been sneaky this week. You've been sneaky this week. Yeah, that last game. You guys will know what I'm talking about in about five minutes. But I'm picking the Nets on this one. Um, BJ. <laughs> I, see, I see what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> Making it hard for me. I, I like the Jazz in this one. Because um, I, I don't know if Katie, I don't know if Katie will be able to keep playing 40-plus minutes yeah. against the best teams in the league. Yeah, I think I'm actually changing my answer. I think I like the Jazz. No Kyrie Irving. So I, I, th- I think I'm going to take the Jazz. That's fair. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm staying with the Nets. Game number three, two of the hottest teams in the West, Mavericks at the T-Wolves. Um, Dion, I won't even bother. It's not even a question. Uh, VJ. I think I'm going to roll with the Wolves 
They've been playing better as of recently. So, yeah, we're all with the Wolves here at home. Um, I think I'm with Dion. I think I like the Mavericks here. Um, game number four, Bulls at the Bucks. Um, BJ, who do you like? I like the Bucks in this one. I think the Bulls are not going to get it together in time. So, yeah, Bucks at home. All right. Uh, Dion, who do you like? Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the Bucks. Um, I feel they need this win a lot just to like move up one more spot. And Giannis should be rested because he just took a game off. So yeah, I'm taking the Bucks. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks as well. And Dion's worst nightmare: <laughs> Jazz at the Celtics. Mother- <laughs> Dion. <laughs> I don't. Uh, uh, no, this is I, this is like my absolute nightmare. I saw it as I was going through the games. I was like, I, I was so like, I, I was it. like, this motherfucker here. I swear, <laughs> I I've been waiting all year for this game to finally. Come I can't up. believe they actually playing the Ray. Ray. Mm, DC. Okay. He's like, I'll plead the fifth. <laughs> I okay. Abstain. I have I have a, a tie. I recuse myself. <laughs> That's how the game's gonna end. Tie. It's a tie. <laughs> no, pick one. I'll, ta- I'll take the automatic L on this one. <laughs> I fucking hate these two teams. <laughs> uh, I'd rather but, take an L than pick this up. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but I want to hear you say it, Dion. Say it. <laughs> Ah, I'm go. I keep going back and forth. I was like, "Well, the Jazz. I, I have the Jazz losing before, so they can't lose two in a row." But I hate the Celtics, so <laughs> I'm taking the Jazz. Are you serious? Absolutely. <laughs> I had oh, it. You... I had it. I had it written down that I was going with the Celtics. Actually, <sighs> you killing me, TC. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Go- I'm going with the Jazz. My man would literally rather pick the Jazz than the Celtics. All right. Absolutely. I'm taking the Celtics. No surprises. VJ. <laughs> um I I like the Jazz on the road in this. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, you could just say you want to yes. take the automatic yeah. L, Dion. Like it's okay. I you know what? I'll just You know what? Fuck the Jazz. I'm going with the Celtics. Cuz that's <laughs> my motto. That's my motto. So I can't I can't go back on it. I can't go back on it. I just, I'm too far ahead. Uh, you know, it's too far. It's not about point. the Celtics. It's about the Jazz. It's, a, it's about the Jazz. Exactly. <laughs> it shouldn't matter who you actually think will win. It shouldn't matter. Oh, man. All right. Before we wrap up, let's go out of bounds really quick. Do our totally non-basketball related topic. And this question has been blowing up on social media. So oh, my I really God. I really want to know what you guys. I, swear if, I, I think I know what it is. And uh, me and my wife were arguing about this the other night. So I want to know what you guys think. Are there more doors or wheels on earth? Dion, are you, do you think there's more doors or wheels on the planet earth? I've been debating this for like the past 10 days since I saw it online. I really don't know. Cause it depends on what you consider a door or where you consider a wheel. Cause if you like, the wheels inside of a conveyor belt, do, do those count? Do the mailboxes count as doors? Like, where, 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 oh, where are the ground I didn't rules? Even think about mailboxes. Those are 100% doors. Right? P.O. boxes and all that stuff. Yeah. 
So I really don't know. Uh, I feel like there are more doors than wheels. Because, you know, in the house, there's not that many wheels. There's a lot of doors, though, in that whole house. Apartment complexes and everything. But I don't know. Jails, hospitals. Yeah, all of that. All of that. So I got another one for you for doors. What? Have you ever seen like those massive ships with like the thousands of shipping yes. containers on them? Yeah. Each of those have four doors. Yeah. Cruise ships have like a million doors. Mm-hmm. No, DJ, I gotta go with doors. Wheels or doors? I 100%. 1000%. Absolutely positively believe there are more doors. Because yeah. like, if you think about it, if you go into your bathroom, that's a door there. You might have a cabinet or something in your bathroom. That's another door. door. Then you like let's it's just a shower door. You have so many doors. Like I just and there are so many homes and like establishments that have doors. So like I think it's gotta be doors. It's gotta be. Even though I just gave you some evidence <laughs> for team doors, it's definitely <laughs> wheels. Ow. It is definitely wheels. If you think about an engine, think about how many yeah. wheels are inside of an engine. How many? I don't know. A lot. <laughs> think of every every toy that's ever been made that has wheels on it fair but think of all the toys that have like little doors yeah haven't you ever seen like those conveyor belt things with like the thousands of wheels on it those things are like in every factory in the world like well, think about the doors at home depot that haven't even been put <laughs> oh they keep making doors it's, it's 1000 percent wheels because like, if you think about it in a car Okay, there's five doors, but there's there and there's four wheels, so that kind of evens out. But then there's more doors in the house than in the engine, than wheels in the engine. So I'll give you another one right now: office chairs. Each one of those has five wheels on it. But guess how many doors you have to go through to get to that office? <laughs> to chair? get to those, <laughs> like three or four. bam, bam. You walk into an office. Emergency exits. Elevator. A hotel. The revolving doors. desks. Exactly. Like revolving doors, you get like four of those little bit, like one and one right there. Now, see, is a revolving door a door or a wheel? Definitely not a wheel. Definitely not a wheel. Does it not spin? <laughs> okay, but is it That's a circle? Definitely not no. It's like two, it's two rectangles. I decided on my color. own that a revolving door is four doors and one wheel. So okay. the doors outweigh the, the, the doors outweigh the, the, the wheel. <laughs> That's true. I'm with you. Think of all the trains, the planes, and all that stuff. Come on, man. There's all so go doors. with wheels. They all yeah, there's more doors. On. How many doors are on a plane? There's like three. Bathrooms, captain door. One, two, three, four. Oh, there's two more hatches. than there's more than four bathrooms in a plane. And then there's the, the doors under the plane to put the bags in the Bro, into the plane. Do you there's know how doors- many Hot Wheels have ever been produced? Do you know that those have doors? They don't open. some of them do most of them don't like trust me i've done the research i want to believe that it's doors but it's wheels it's definitely doors definitely doors definitely gotta be doors my wife is salty because i was trying (laughs) to tell her it was team doors but it's definitely wheels no (laughs) like i i want to believe it's doors i really do but just the amount of toy cars that are out there it's it's wheels how many doors are on those car those toy Bam. wheels? They <laughs> oh, those toy open. cars. They're fake. They're doors. still doors. They're still doors. No, if a door doesn't open, it's not a door. Or if a wheel doesn't spin, then it's not a wheel. The wheels do spin. Not, not always. On toy cars. What? What are you talking hey. about? What are you Sorry. talking about? <laughs>
the fact that it's toy, it shouldn't even count. <laughs> like the fact that it's a toy, not like. I mean, I count. agree with you. I'm with you on that. There should be if some toy, limitations. If toy to this. cars don't count. It's definitely doors, but I feel like they do count. So, so. But let us know what you guys think. Hit us up on social media at the Podcast. Let us know if you think there are more doors or wheels in the entire world. Or hit us up with your thoughts on the tournament. Everything. Here to hit us up. Let us just know that we appreciate you guys. We do for listening. We appreciate you. Yeah. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace. All the doors you guys open for us. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>